Hi, this is Jim Anderson with Psalm Tree Consulting and coming to you with a biblically focused business podcast. And I am uh, thinking about talking to you today as we've been talking about competitiveness and uh, competitive advantage is being able to make the most uh, run the most efficient business and and uh, make the most profit um, and being competitive and you know that way rather than taking uh, thinking of it as taking share away from your um, competitors and hurting your competitors the very important distinction and I think as uh, uh, believers that are running a business, it's important that we understand that distinction. And we can think about that in in an important way through what the Bible tells us and what uh, actually what Jesus taught in, um, in his parables that have to do with stewardship. Um, but uh, you know, first of all, let's mention, you know, from Jesus's um, uh, ideas on the on economics and and what he taught about economics. One of the things that he taught the most about was taking care of the poor. And um, he he the beneficiaries of his miracles were mostly to the poor and mar- marginalized and to the vulnerable. Um, but he spoke of, uh, you know, taking care of, he didn't talk just about how important it was to take care of the poor, but he also modeled it. And um, the other disciples, you know, spent the majority of their time with the outcasts in society, you know, lepers, tax collectors, prostitutes, and the poor. And uh, he spent little time with those that were highly esteemed in the culture and as religious leaders and the rich. Um, Because he valued the poor for who they were and told the people that they should esteem them highly too. So that's something that we are supposed to emulate. So if we you know, we throw a big party and and invite all of our rich friends. Um, you know, that's not that. You know, then they'll invite us to their parties, and we'll get compensated for that. But if we were to throw a party and 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 invite all of the uh, poor and the crippled and the lame and the blind, that we would be blessed having done that. Um, and so, uh, consistent with the message of the wisdom literature, um, many of Jesus' parables were drawn from the everyday world of work and economic life. And so, you know, like there's the parable of the sower compared to a person's reception of the kingdom of God to scattering seed among different types of soil. And you know, different parables that he had compared God's kingdom to fishing, tending cheap sheep, and shrewd business management. So um, he compared the kingdom to business, and in in which a business where the resources are effectively 
put to use in order to generate a profit. So, so Jesus was when in his parables was teaching us that it was good to make a profit, to and that's evidence of being productive. Um, and there's the well-known parable of the talents that assumes it's legitimate to speak to seek a profit and work hard to deploy your financial resources to make that happen. And it would also seem that accumulating wealth is not intrinsically a problem, though you have to be careful to avoid that taking you coming between you and God because you put your trust in the wealth and not in, in God, which is what a lot of people have a problem with when they when they accumulate wealth. It's real easy to do that. And so you really have to be mindful of that. But um, let me just read real quick here um, the parable of the talents and um, talk briefly about that. So the parable of the talents is in Matthew 25, 14 through 30. For it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted them to his property. To one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, each according to his ability. Then he went away. He who had received the, ta- the five talents went at once and traded with them. He made five talents more. So also he who had two talents made two talents more. But he who had received one talent went and dug in the ground and hid his master's money. Now, after a long time, the master of those two servants came and settled accounts with them. And he who had received the five talents came forward, bringing five talents more, saying, Master, you delivered me five, you delivered me to to me five talents, and here I have made five talents more. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. And he who also had the two talents came forward, saying, Master, you delivered me two talents, and here I have made two talents more. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over little. You will be, I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. He also, who had received the one talent, came forward, saying, Master, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you scattered no seed. So I was afraid. And I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here you have what is yours. But his master answered him, You wicked and slothful servant. You knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I scattered no seed. Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers. And at my coming, I should have received what was mine with interest. So take the talent from him who from him and give it to him who has 10 talents. For to everyone 
who has will be, give, be given more. And he will have an abundance. But from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away and cast into the worthless servant and cast the worthless servant into the outer darkness. In that place, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Wow. That's, that is a powerful passage, especially talking to entrepreneurs. Um, You know, this is a, this shows us that we do have a calling to be productive. Um, so my co- comments on this are that in another parable, this is just another parable, this is another parable of faithfulness. And Jesus told the story of the master of three servants here. And the master went on a journey and gave each servant amount, you know, an amount of money, talents, and they were silver, um, which means silver money. You know, their talent weighed about 58 and 80 pounds, between 58 and 80 pounds. And thus, the master had entrusted his servants with a considerable amount of money. And the amounts were in keeping with the men's abilities. You know, two of the servants were, set, were faithful, cared for the master's money, and were accordingly rewarded for their faithfulness with the additional wealth additional responsibilities, and the sharing of master, the master's joy. The third servant, having received one talent, reasoned that his master might not be coming back at all. And if he did return someday, the servant can simply return the talent to his master without loss from any poor investment. But if he failed to return, the servant wanted to be able to keep the talent for himself. He did not want to deposit it in a bank where it would be recorded that the talent belonged to the master. His reason indicated that he lacked faith in his master, and he proved to be a worthless servant as a result, and he lost what he had and was cast into judgment. You know, like the unworthy servant um, that's in Matthew 24, 48 through 51, he would to be eternally separated from God in the weeping and gnashing of teeth. Um, so it, this is the, you know, this, this is a, a judgment um, and it's, it's pretty tough. Uh, <laughs> you know, I don't know that uh, I just don't, I just don't know exactly, you know, does that mean if, if we, if we um, are lazy and poor in our life, that we get cast. <laughs> I mean, a lot of poor people are poor because they didn't do the things that they needed to do to be productive and, and create wealth. Um, so it can't mean that because the Lord takes care of the poor. But, but you know, I think that throughout Scripture it talks about you know, most of the time the poor are poor because of injustice. And that's why we need to take care of the poor. Um, but I believe that what they're trying what what this is trying to illustrate is that we need to be good stewards of what we have. And when we don't, then God will if we if we don't, then God will take 
what we have and give it to those who are good stewards of it. So we need to be mindful of that, that as we, as we are entrepreneurs, that we, we be responsible with what we have. Um, and I know that, you know, I've been guilty of it. And I know that there are other business owners that have been guilty of it. You know, that you're, you, you have a tendency to want to grow your business. And so you borrow money to do that. And you take higher risk in your business to make things happen. Um, you see an opportunity to get to get um, uh, a mentor or a coach that that's gonna that's gonna you know give you the magic bullet to give your your um, your ambitions uh, fruit, and they promise that. But you got to give them all kinds of money up front to do that. And, um, that's, you know, probably not the best stewardship because if you have to borrow money to do that, then, um, you know, you're, the Lord didn't provide for that. And there may be coaches out there that are, you know, they're Christian coaches that will encourage you to put everything at risk to work with them so that they can teach you how to do really well and beware of that because there is no promise that you're going to do really well. You might learn a lot of great things, but there's no guarantee of success and you could end up with nothing. So if you do that, you better be willing to give it everything. I mean, everything. And, and it means that you're going to have to make a lot of personal uh, sacrifices and, um, you know, I don't want to be that kind of coach. I don't want to encourage people to borrow money. I think that when you, as you grow your business, you should try to do it without borrowing money. Although there are times where buying, where borrowing some money can be a wise choice in business. Um, but, uh, you know, it should be short term. The long term lending is riskier and it leverages your company and, um, put your company more at risk, but you, if you do borrow money, you should be able to pay it off at any time. Uh, you should be liquid enough and in your business to do that. But this is about stewardship and about this. This is what Jesus teaches about economics, you know, that, uh, and I believe that this applies to us as entrepreneurs. So, um, with that said, I've kind of gone a little bit longer than usual, and uh, I just want to leave you with that, and we will continue to talk about um, this topic. <laughs>